A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. The Hatchery Georgia rubbed the bloody residue off with the wipe and flung both legs over the side of the cot while reaching down to grab her underwear and jumpsuit from the bin. As she struggled to pull her jumpsuit and boots over her numb legs, she watched Tiffany discharge the contents of the harvesting instrument into several Petri dishes, label each dish, then stack them into a neat column in a small metal cabinet recessed in the wall. From her position in the room, Georgia could see that the small cabinet had no back. Another RT, the one who had left the room earlier, appeared on the other side of the open cabinet. She picked up the stack of Petri dishes and disappeared again. Georgia buckled her boots. Excuse me, but what's back there? The room behind the cabinet? That's the fetal development lab, Tiffany grinned. We call it the hatchery. Hmm. We have 28 new earthlings growing in there. With yours, it could be 29 or 30. Tiffany eyed Georgia sympathetically. How are you doing? Are you okay? I'm fine, thanks. Georgia looked around the room. Do I leave now or what? She blushed. It's my first time doing this. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot it was your first harvest. Sure, you can leave now, but maybe you would like to see the hatchery before you go? I've got a few minutes before the next harvest appointment, and I'd be happy to give you a tour. Georgia felt conflicted by the offer. She really wanted to get the hell out of there, but her interest in seeing the goings-on within the hatchery got the best of her. She buckled her other boot, stood up, and followed the curiously friendly R.T. to the door of the fetal development lab. Tiffany pulled a pair of paper slippers from a box by the door and handed them to Georgia. Put these on over your boots and run your hands under the sterilization beam like this. She demonstrated by pushing up her sleeves and slowly turning her wrists back and forth while a bright blue light scanned her hands from a little instrument mounted above the doorknob. Nice and slow, like this. Georgia mimicked the RT's procedure and followed her into the next room. Once inside, she blinked hard to try to get her pupils to adjust to the glaringly bright light in the fetal development lab. It was a far cry from the nurseries and the storybooks that were read to her as a child. The entire lab was stark white to better identify any contaminated surfaces. 
several RTs moved between the rows of glass cylinders that lined the walls. Each section of the lab looked like it was dedicated to a different stage of developing fetuses, with the size of the cylinders gradually increasing in height and circumference to accommodate their contents. She noticed a table that was pushed against the wall under the little cabinet where they had stacked the petri dishes, one of which hopefully contained the harvested zygote. A different RT was examining the contents of the petri dishes under a microscope. She was poking at it with a fine metal probe. Georgia felt a little anxious and weirdly defensive as she watched the procedure. She scrutinized the RT's face, looking for a sign of discovery, excitement, or disappointment. She couldn't tell. This RT must have descended from a long line of poker players. As Georgia followed the perky Tiffany along the aisles of lab tables, she paused occasionally to examine the little aliens floating in the rows of cylinders. The smallest cylinders contained creatures that reminded her of tiny seahorses. Their developing spinal cords extended into curved tails, and tiny nubs that would eventually form arms and legs were just starting to sprout. These are first trimester fetuses interrupted Tiffany, obviously enjoying playing at tour guide. Aren't they amazing? Georgia looked in agreement. Can they see us or, or hear us or anything? She didn't know why she was whispering her question, but she felt like she should. Oh, no, not yet, anyway. Their eyes and ears are just starting to develop. All the growth at this point is going to the central nervous system. They don't even have a gender marker yet. There's a lot going on in there. Georgia moved along to the next aisle. What about these? They're swimming around like crazy. Tiffany laughed. Oh, yeah. They never stop moving, except when they're asleep. She pointed to one of the cylinders. Look at this little guy. He's sucking his thumb. Georgia stood in front of the cylinder and watched the thumb sucker in mystified astonishment. The fetus turned itself away from her, as though it was trying to avoid her curious stare. Can he see me? No, it's just routine movement. Don't take it personally. Let's look at the next dial. That's where we keep the third trimester fetuses. They can hear us. Tiffany led Georgia through a narrow hallway and down to another aisle at the far end of the hatchery. Not all of them make it through the second trimester screening. These are the lucky winners. She smiled like a proud mother. Aren't they precious? Georgia gently tapped on one of the cylinders, and the little aquanaut inside turned toward the sound. Its mouth opened and closed like it was trying to speak but only bubbles emerged from its mouth that floated upward. I named this one Sophie, after my best friend, Tiffany smiled broadly. Look at her blonde hair. I bet she's going to be beautiful. You get to name them? Of course. And Artie named you too, you know. This is how you came into the world, Georgia, 76B. This is how we all came into this world. She paused, examining Georgia's face appreciatively. I like the name, Georgia. It suits you. What's your name? Tiffany Z24. 
Your name suits you, too, Georgia thought. That's different. It's a nice name. Georgia continued to watch little Sophie twist and turn in her cylinder, flailing her tiny arms and furiously pedaling an invisible bicycle with her legs through the suspension fluid. So, you said not all of them make it through, what was it? A screening, right? That's right, Tiffany pouted with affected solemnity. It's sad. No matter how careful we try to be through the gestation stages, some of them end up def with developmental issues. We have to terminate those. Hatching them in a lab isn't foolproof, you know. There is more to it than the environment. We are working with a very limited gene pool. That's why it's so important to manage reproduction. She made a serious face. Nobody wants a two-headed baby, she giggled. Just kidding. That won't happen. But we don't have enough variants in our donor gene pool. Not yet, anyways. The leaders say it's going to take multiple generations. That's why you and your roommates are so important to us. You have rare genetic makeup. You're the spice. The raisins in the bran flakes. Without you exotics, it would take a lot longer to produce a robust population. Georgia brought her eyebrows together in concentration. No, she'd never heard this word before. What is a raisin? It's a dried grape. The ancestors used to put them in cereals. On Mother Earth, the ancestors called them nature's candy. Isn't that silly? She giggled. This RT was her own appreciative audience. How interesting. Georgia didn't seem to mind this RT's goofy personality so much now that she had a name. It made her, Tiffany, more human. She had an actual best friend and all. I think I should be going, Tiffany. Tiffany jerked to attention. Oh, gosh, what time is it? She glanced at the digital clock over the door. Oh, no, I got distracted. My next harvest has been waiting like 20 minutes. She ran down the aisle, shouting over her shoulder. Hey, just let yourself out, okay? She pointed to a metal door at the far end of the room. Go through there. I'll see you next time. Left alone in the hatchery, Georgia took the liberty of taking one more peek at little Sophie, who was executing a perfect somersault through the suspension fluid. She placed her face close up to the glass. Bye-bye, baby, she whispered, then reluctantly made her way to the back door. She was surprised to see that the door opened directly to another walking path. She bent down to remove the paper shoe covers, and not seeing any receptacle, balled them up and jammed them into her pocket. As she trod through the yellow slush to the exotic's dorm, she preoccupied herself with thoughts of tiny baby Sophie with a full head of bushy blonde hair, and then her thoughts wandered into imagining the eventual offspring of her egg and Samuel's sperm. That thought pleased her and lingered in her mind as she reached the dormitory door and pressed her thumb on the scanner.